Right, welcome back. This is episode two of. Oh wait, just, I don't think Benny knows the name of this podcast. Wait, you, you, no, no, I don't actually. As right, I say, right, you, wait for it. This is episode two of how to make money online. Brackets fast. <laughs> Are you going for those clickbait titles? A hundred percent. Exactly. Wait, wait. Is it actually? Is it actually called that? Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly. How to make online money online fast. <laughs> exactly. Bro, are you 100%. saying people aren't searching that in lockdown? Okay, well, yeah. you know. And honestly, yeah. as, as, as I said, as I said when we had our, our, our talk with Liam a couple of weeks back, there's no one better in the game right now than Benny Central to get on the, get on the show. I could, I could name you a whole a whole list of people better. Like, let's <laughs> start off with Mr. Beast. They're on, they're on, they're on, they're on next, they're on next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll work yeah. our way we'll schedule it. Oh, so <laughs> being, being on second is a bad thing. Oh, I can't, yeah, I can't believe is. this. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it is. It's like wow. a... Wow, it's, I'm, it's I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> do you want to give um, a 30-second background, mate, in terms of who you are, what you do, uh, etc.? Yes. So, um, rough, rough little 30-second thing. Uh, I'm a presenter and host for Xbox uh, as part of it, but I'm also a YouTube creator in my own right, uh, mainly focused around first-person shooter titles, um, my channel got a lot of growth during the lockdown period because of the release of uh, Warzone, uh, which was one of the largest shooters last year. And I think of all time, it's one of the most popular franchises. Um, and I think there was a stream report by Hatchet recently that showed that it was in like the top 10 games watched online um, on top of all the streaming numbers and hours watched across various platforms from the growth of YouTube gaming to Twitch's current dominance in the live streaming sector and also Facebook gaming and then the death of Mixer last year as well. But that's kind of it. Make YouTube videos, host and present for Xbox. Uh, and yeah, I think, I think that's it, it. Why do you think this year has been your year, bro? Because I, I actually uploaded it. <laughs> but yeah, well, you've been, when did you start YouTube? 2013? Uh, yeah, around 2013, um, Modern Warfare 3 was when I kind of first uploaded my first YouTube video. Um, and then I had a bit of success uh, in 2013, 2014 with Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare and Black Ops 2 um, before we did co before competing in Call of Duty Ghosts, where I actually competed with Mike. Um, but after that, I got picked up by Xbox to build their channel, Xbox On, in the UK. Um, and I kind of stopped doing my own content. And until the lockdown period, really, I'd kind of gone in and out of my own channel. I think it was one of the biggest learnings that I've found in how to make something successful online is consistency. If you're not consistent, you might make really good videos and you might have great expertise and skills in a certain area. But if you're not consistent, you're not going to feed into the algorithms that are on platforms such as YouTube, which is going to surface your content to a regular audience. It's just going to be a bit hit and miss all the time. And, you're, and this year really was the first time on my personal channel that I was consistent and it allowed it to build momentum to kind of grow um, to gaining almost half a million subscribers in a single year, which was well, I think, a year, nine months. Yeah, it's also like you're, you're a bit of a, an outlier in the sense of when we talk about people starting YouTube in 2013 and making it this year, it's normally a case of them uploading consistently over time and eventually mm -hmm. the right people see at the right time and they get that break. However, I'd argue that at the time, on the Warfare 3 Black Ops 2 days, when it was you, it was Mike, it was, it was Rich, uh, item, mm -hmm. like you were all doing quite well. Like, in fact, you were leading the way in a lot of senses from a, from a COD gameplay perspective anyway, in, in from views. Um, <laughs> and then, and then it's a case, it was a case purely, not, I wouldn't call it work ethic, but it was just a drop off, right? In your case, it was Xbox in Mike's case, cause you know, he just fell out of love with it, whatever it was. And I think it's a case of like, 
the, the clear understanding of what works and how it works was there, even if it was mm-hmm. seven, God, seven, eight years ago. That feels God, so that's long scary. Ago. Yeah, that is, isn't it? Um, but then like to now, and it's just applying essentially the same things, which is what my question was going to be, which is no doubt you mentioned Warzone as giving you that adrenaline shot mm-hmm. right, for this year. But I'd also argue that 17 trillion other people have been playing Warzone and uploading Warzone content yeah. this year, and they have not seen even close to your level of success. From a wider kind of content creator perspective, what have you done this year that's different to others and, and it kind of pushed you along that journey? I, I think there's a few things. Like, first of all, I've been making content for seven years. Like, I've learned a lot from creating content for a brand and building a brand channel such as Xbox, where you have certain limitations and restrictions of what you can and cannot do. And one of the big things that I've learned as well is how to actually make content, what's going to keep someone engaged, why they're going to keep on watching, because YouTube wants to have people watching for the longest periods of time. And if you don't have them on your channel and watching your content for six, seven minutes at a time when they click on your video, YouTube's not going to promote your stuff because why would they promote something that someone's not watching? And I think all the years that I've been making content has allowed me to understand how to structure content so people watch for the most amount of time. And I think that was one of the bits where Warzone came out. I came out and did loads of structured list content that was high search volume that I knew a lot of people would be looking for because of questions that I would ask or I'd ask other people what they're looking for. And because I knew how to make that content, I could position it, know people are going to watch it so that I would then have the highest retention percentage, the highest watch time out of anyone else, so YouTube would then service my video. And then you've also got to combine that with what are people going to click? So having a strong thumbnail, having a strong title, and combination with that high watch time because of pacing of your video, for the skill of gameplay, for kind of numbered lists, people are going to have a higher retention. I think that was the biggest thing this year for me. Mate, Mate, when you first started getting some traction... I've never met anyone who was more obsessed with like the numbers side. And I think that's probably why you've, you've done so well, to be honest, mate. Because every, every time you're like, I've uploaded this video, I managed to get a six minute 38 retention, which is obviously like good because you're paying attention to those numbers. Mm-hmm. But then also you've probably adapted your content in relation to that as well. And I think that's probably what a lot of creators don't do. I definitely didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> is they just upload and be like, yeah, well, you know, we'll see how that video goes. But, you know, as with, expanded now into 2021 mm-hmm. it's all about yeah the algorithm getting to the watch time improving your ctr if you could give some piece of advice to someone right let's say there's someone starting a youtube channel or there's mm-hmm. a brand who wants to make a youtube channel yeah um, never go into content before never going to youtube before you know what would you say to them of being like this is how you can grow in the most efficient and effective way i i think there's two things first of all i think a brand approach and an individual approach two very separate things because i think the way that people connect with individuals and the way that people engage with brands is a different thing um and but i think the most the the biggest thing is leave your ego at the door and give content that gives value back to people i think that is one of the biggest thing you someone watching your piece of content needs to be gaining that something from that whether it's a bit of knowledge a bit of information whether it's entertainment whatever your main focus is for a brand perspective for example I always feel you need to be giving value back and why someone should be engaging with this content. It's one of the biggest things I learned with Xbox. Um, it's kind of why we did start doing structured updates and list videos because that we knew people needed that and it'd give them the most amount of value. It didn't matter about the individual view that we were getting. It's about how much value can we give to the, other, to the viewer because if you're giving more value than you're getting back, people are going to watch your content longer. People are going to keep coming back and you're going to get that consistency. Like my personal channel... People came back 
to get the most uh, to to improve their own warzone game. That was what I kind of initially structured it for, and I targeted those search. Understand your content, target those searches, and what you're looking for, and just give value. I think that is one of the biggest things I can I can suggest. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. Right? Everyone says um, me and Drew were talking about this maybe last week actually, but I think if you rewind to like probably five six years ago, everyone was like, ah, oh, it's too late to start YouTube. In 2017, 2018, everyone was like, ah, it's too late to start YouTube. It's too saturated. And we're like, even now, there's channels out there that are blowing up. I've never heard of half of them, bro. They get five mil subs. And like, thanks for five mil subs. I'm like, I've never heard of this guy. (laughs) Even even in the last couple of years, man, there's so many channels that have just came from, or even the last 12 months, there's so many channels came from nowhere and now absolutely killing it. I don't, and it's only getting bigger as well. Me and Drew spoke about it last night. It's only getting bigger. There's a lot of industries and dramas that are, unsaturated still there to be you know for the taking as such gaming is obviously massively popular now yeah. like that is i said it's true but i think gaming's hard to cut through now it's hard to make I, really original content i dis i i think oh, God, i disagree with it being i no, i disagree with it being difficult to cut in now i think if you know what you're doing it's a lot easier like um i saw it on uh, twitter the other day quebble cop was, has been working with a new creator called tiger yeah yeah Right, and he is explode, he's exploded because he's doing the right things on YouTube that fit the platform and meet the audience criteria. I think that's one of the biggest. It's not too late. It's still very early doors. You look on the year-on-year growth; it's going up every year. It's not a saturated market. There is a certain amount of content. There is a lot of content, but a lot of it is not done at the highest possible quality, or they're missing out on certain areas. And yep. You just, you just speak to any creator, any top creator, there's always something that they look at on your channel and be like, oh, you could change this. You could, oh, your thumbnails aren't really kind of telling, like they're not simple enough. They, I, can't, I don't know what it is by just looking at it. Like there's, and then if you watch the content, you can tell in the first 20 seconds if you're getting value back or you're going to keep watching. Like some people will just go, hey, um, I'm, I'm this and this is, I'm, I'm going to show you a gameplay now and yeah. is, I'm just rolling it through. There's no, value, there's no value to it. And I think that is one of the hardest things. I think it's hard to grow and break in now if you're making mediocre, non-targeted content. Like when we go back to like 2012, 2013, you could just do a let's play and just be like, not even talking or engaging or adding value. And because there was no, less competition, you could break in. And I don't think that's possible now. I think you actually have to think about how you approach your content a lot more and target what you're going for. Yeah, no, in my head, it was kind of like, if you, if you take, if you up the quality from, if there's a scale of zero to 10 and you up the quality of this very saturated gaming content creator marketplace at Mm -hmm. the moment from zero to one, I think you eradicate 90% of the gaming content. Like it's so bottom heavy on low quality, low effort um, content that, while I agree at the top level, there's, there's, there is, it's more saturated than it's ever been. Also, like from what we see behind the scenes, like I would say 90% of the top creators you work with are equally as clueless as the majority of the audience, but they've just got a kind of a lucky break. They don't really understand about how their, their personal brand needs to improve. They don't really understand about the data side and their algorithm side. They don't have any like channel managers to help them with that as well. So they're just kind of, they're almost like, YOLOing clickbait titles. Yeah. Exactly, right? And I think that realization and behind the scenes, admittedly not everyone has that, that, that visibility, but condensed with, I think, what people do see, which is 90% of the audience is not producing or that the content creators are not producing good content, means that there is an opportunity. There's no doubt, you know, mm. it's, it's getting more saturated by the year. Like, we can see the numbers, but with the new platforms as well, like we see, like, Facebook gaming has meant that, like, what, another 
I can't even think about how many people have blown up this year. Mm. Like I look at like a Z laner, right? With Warzone again, creating Warzone content, very good at the game, like one of the best, right? But I don't, I honestly don't think he would have had the same success if he wasn't on Facebook because it's given him a new platform to go and like reach that audience and he's made it, he's made it his own and he's, he's killing it. There's going to uh, yeah, be more no. of these, there's going to be more of these opportunities on platforms, right? I think Valkyrie is another example on YouTube gaming. Yeah. The fact that like you, she shared on Twitter her month-on-month uh, -month growth by yeah, streaming yeah. consistently and you could see the amount of hours that she was putting in and she went from like I think starting off between about 1,000 average concurrence and ending up on like 50 to 60,000 it just shows the potential growth there on yeah. these new established platforms especially platforms like YouTube um, because there is an audience already there and live VOD is, is, is two different types of audiences, I think, mm -hmm. but they're starting to kind of mix together and kind of meet different needs. And it, it's, an ex, it's an exciting time to be involved in content and like gaming content. Do you think you're, go for it. Uh, I'll, you're going to answer, answer probably a better question than me, so go for it. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I was going to say, like, if you're if you're a creator right now and you have mm -hmm. no affiliations um, and you want, you're going to you're, you're, you're get on a streaming platform to grow, where are you? Where are you going? Oh, my question. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th I think that's an easy one. YouTube. Yeah, um, I so, agree. So re the reason I go with YouTube is because there is a definite controlled algorithm in how to bring content. Like live content on YouTube as well is surfaced really easily um, if you if you do the right steps and also target correct search terms it gets highly promoted just on the top of the search. So when you go into a search now, say you search Warzone, if someone's tagged their stream Warzone, you will get their stream at the top above VOD because YouTube clearly wants to kind of move into that live sector more. So they'll probably weigh the algorithm in certain ways to promote live content. Also, they've just added a raid feature onto YouTube, which has been primarily something on Twitch. So now you're going to get cross collaboration a lot better on YouTube across streamers. So if I was streaming, for example, and one of my friends was streaming, um, I could then go and raid them or another good content creator. I could then push my audience, which is another great opportunity for brands because if you create a live, if you did a live stream period, for example, um, and say you had 10 creators on a campaign, you could start one creator at say 7 p.m. and part of their contractual obligations is to raid the next creator. So then you're maximizing the push of your brand campaign throughout the entire thing. And I just thought of that right now. Like, I mean, yeah. I'd have to like, hold yes. on for a brand thing. But like, but it, is, it, is a great, it is a great opportunity for like features like those. And that's another reason where from an agency point of view is you will get a lot of opportunities working with agencies because they will be able to line those sort of opportunities up and kind of across their relationships with different creators to then kind of daisy chain streams together. And by the end of it, because you'll be pushing organic concurrence across each of those streams, you will have a much bigger number, which will push into organically into the um, algorithm a lot better. Do you, think, do you think a lot of these creators also don't utilize other platforms efficiently? So I'm saying that with a, with a mindset of TikTok. Um, let's use Jake Twin as an example. Mm -hmm. Let's use yeah. Jake. Jake was... If you're watching Jake, no offense. You weren't really anyone, uh, he wasn't really anyone 12 months ago. And, you know, he then had a job. He's actually now, you know, obviously dropped out of his job to pursue it full time. He is now doing pretty well on Twitch, to be, to be fair to him. He's driving, you know, decent numbers. I think he has over a thousand subscribers. I think he has about 30,000 wow. 30, followers as well on Twitch this year. Simultaneously, however, 
he's built a TikTok of 400,000 followers this year. So I, like, I don't think that's a coincidence that he's grew a massive social platform on TikTok and he's kind of like grown very quickly because it's obviously less competitive. And then that has mm-hmm. now translated over to Twitch and now he's obviously reaping the rewards. I don't think many creators are doing that that effectively. No, they're not. I'm like, just getting inside your head as well. I, I, I totally agree. I think there is a way that you can cross-pollinate your audiences across different platforms as long as those platforms are then optimized, your content on those platforms is optimized. For example, I'm not someone that tweets that much. Like, I think that is one bit that I've, I've kind of identified this year is I don't share that much on Twitter. It's a very useful platform in terms of like kind of communicating with your community and your audience. And... I've never been in a consistent thing from, from tweeting. I don't share video clips and bits like that. And I know that if I shared clips from my videos or share clips from my streams, that that platform would perform a lot better. It's the same with TikTok with Jake, right? He's creating TikToks, he promoted his stream, and then he's streaming, which is optimized for the Twitch platform, so people would then organically watch him from that. It's just, it's gaining attention, right? It's why you, it's why you do marketing. Right, you're, when no, it, marketing it. works because people gain attention of something. Jake's twi- um, TikTok grew up, grew. He promoted his Twitch. People then gained attention of his Twitch and watched his Twitch, liked his content, and stayed around. I think that's what you got to do. You optimize your content for each individual platform, and if you do that, you can cross pollinate and people engage wherever you are. Yeah, I think it's also an understanding that cross-pollination on platforms is actually really fucking hard. Like, it's mm-hmm. really hard. Like, you need mass scale on one platform to actually make a tangible shift or change mm-hmm. to your viewership or pick up our followers on another one. Like, uh, like you're not... If you have 50K followers on Instagram, you do a swipe-up story to your stream, it's, it's going to get about six people over there. Like, it's, it's a, it's not, that's not a data-filled claim, but you know, it, it's going to be a horrific conversion rate from one to the other. Mm-hmm. But, and with that, but with that scale, which I think TikTok has offered, to your point, Mike, like, TikTok isn't just another platform. It's a platform that blows you up, mm-hmm. right, because of the organic algorithm at the moment and the sharing of that content. So then when someone like Chica is another good example, she's a, she's a US, US streamer, variety streamer, played Fortnite in the early days, and kind of like, you know, in, like at the time, fell off a little bit. A TikTok like blowing up, like I mean, like she—I don't know what she's got now, but like seven figures for sure, um, like followers and views. Mm-hmm. And then, as a result, as she links to her Twitch, as she links to her streams, she then starts to blow up. And I think that for that for me is something that people maybe aren't aren't open to do in it for to being in it for the long haul, right? Is if you just start uploading, like if if, if Benny, if you started like tweeting uh you know every day it yeah. wouldn't make a tangible shift to your like your vod views or your stream no. views probably in the next six months maybe a little bit less but eventually it definitely would but to get to that point people probably don't want to put in the work to get there and, it's, and it goes it's a it long go, time right it goes back to what we said earlier consistency you need to be consistent on a platform creating content made for that platform for it to do well like Lucci TV is another great example. He's done really well on TikTok and he's now, he managed to transfer a chunk of that audience to YouTube. Like he gained, I think, 100,000 YouTube subscribers very, very quickly from promoting on his TikTok to push to, to YouTube. It didn't make an instant tangible difference to his YouTube views massively because he still had to create the right content for the platform. And then when he started doing that, he started gaining traction. So it's, it's, it's really interesting. I think one of the biggest takeaways is consistency make content for the platform it's hard though isn't it man like time time as well is is, is a limited well, resource yeah but yeah. like we think like you know if you if you want to create content across youtube tiktok twitter facebook 
Instagram and like we all know it's, here, like you need to create different types of content for different platforms. There's yeah. only so many hours in the day. So someone like Mr. Beast can hire a full team or mm-hmm. Global Cop or whoever can hire a full team. But if you're someone who's, you know, let's say make it three or four grand a month, you know, you can't hire a dedicated team to be able to do all of that. So No, you can't. But the, what you can do is you can, it's, it's using your time efficiently, right? It's choosing what you're going to focus on and do that to the best of your ability. For example, don't try to do too much. Be like, okay, cool. I've got limited resource. So I'm going to focus on my YouTube VOD content. I'm just going to make sure my YouTube VODs are there every single day for people to watch. The titles and tags are perfect. The thumbnails good. The videos are good. And that is my focus. Once you've built that up, you can then look at diversifying into other platforms, right? Like, diversifying is always a great thing because one you're then going to get more organic reach because everything it all feeds into each other it's a snowball effect every single thing that you do is going to build on build build up build up build up so that when you kind of at the same time you tweet you do an instagram story you do a tiktok you do a video you do a live stream they're all going to feed in and kind of fuel each other i think that is the kind of end goal but you're right time is a limited resource and the way that you can do it is it's it's difficult when you're just an individual. All right, I want to get into some juicy stuff. <laughs> what is the best brand and brand partnership you have worked on and like they're all, you know, from an experience perspective? Um, I think, oh, it's, it's, I think one of the best, best I've, I've got, I've been very fortunate to have some incredible partners, to be honest. Like my, my relationship with Turtle Beach and Rocket is amazing. I've known Keith Hennessy over at Turtle Beach for a long, long time. Used to do stuff. Like I remember when I was at E3 for the first time and was on oh, their booth. Keith. Yeah, yeah, on, on their booth doing stuff on the, they had like the MLG set up and we were like doing like Call of Duty Ghost matches on, on there just before we went to a tournament in Anaheim. So um, I've always been a big fan of how I've worked with Turtle Beach and Rocket and they, they've been incredible. Also, Elgato, someone that I've used since day one in making video content. I think they're one of the best in the business um, and the way that I work with them is great. Uh, I, I'm just trying to think of... Use like, Code Benny, use Code Benny, isn't it? Yeah, use Co Benny. <laughs> um, but no, it's like I've been very, I've been very fortunate to for like who I've worked with in the long term, like how I've worked with Xbox as well. Um, but I'm just trying to think of stand. I think standalone would probably be a bit more, a bit more interesting, just because I think you can look at it from. I'm just trying to think, because you've done a lot of experiences as well, like from a, a pure experience perspective. Maybe more, maybe more so with Xbox as well. But mm-hmm. you, you know. I might be wrong, but you know, you did like the Tomb Raider gig. Um, if I remember. Yes. Correctly. Well, that's a very different element. So I've done my Xbox experience is very different to say how I would work with a brand uh, on my personal channel. For example, Xbox, I've been a long-term host and I've worked on building a brand channel with them since 20, 24, no, 2015. So nearly six years now. And like the way that I've approached that channel is very different because it's brand content. So we'd be going off and doing a campaign for the launch of the Tomb Raider game. So we flew off to Siberia to compete in complete challenge, like challenges that Lara would go through. So we did like rock climbing. We flew up to the top of a mountain in a helicopter. We got up at 3 a.m. to take a, um, like a Jeep uh, to Lake Bacow, which is like the largest freshwater lake in the world and watch the sunrise over this kind of lake in the middle of Siberia. We even broke down. And I remember I was sat in the back of this, back of this car with, um, I think it was Jade and Yami, uh, who were two other content creators, and also Mark Bishop, who was uh, my producer. Um, and 
we were sat there and the the people who were looking after us in Siberia were all talking to each other and going under the car because we'd broken down in the middle of this wood, right? in the middle of Siberia, nothing. And uh, that was always an experience. And I think what was really exciting about that is seeing how that content expanded because when we came back to the UK, that all part paired up into like the uh, Tomb Raider billboard where people stood on a billboard um, in Vauxhall for uh, like 24 hours, I think. And it was just, it was interesting to see how all that came together. That. Yeah, I remember that actually. That yeah, was, uh... it was... What, what, what's, the best, what's the best brand deal you've ever seen someone else do? Like if you... right, that's, that, that for me is Mr. Beast, straight up. One of my, fa- one of my favorites is his Apex Legends. Yeah, real um, life Royale. Yeah, so they, did, they, they made a real life Royale, teams of three, because in Apex you've got squads of three, um, got a load of different creators through and just did a, did a big battle Royale. And oh. though it wasn't directly associated, it wasn't a game of Apex, it was something within the battle Royale genre that linked to Apex. And I think it was a really good piece of content. I do not envy the production and organization to get all of that done. Like, because they were flying creators from Australia, from New Zealand, to, from India, everywhere. Like, coordination of all that would have been a. Yeah, I'm glad that. Logistics, uh, right? It's, it's like any campaign you do, if you've well, got to com- combine those logistics. Well, saying that, um, we definitely can do it. So, if anyone does want to, you know, Ross on the same scale, we can 100% facilitate something of that magnitude well, and make it better. In the grand scheme of Clara, it's obviously a pretty small scale of what we do, really. So, just let us know what you want us to do. <laughs> um, have, you, have you ever had any bad experiences? You don't have to name the brand or agency or whatever in question, but is there any bad experiences you've had? You know, bad people to work with or oh, actually, you know, they're, they're, pull out like, last minute? Overall, I've been very privileged with the people that I've got to work with. I think one of the most frustrating ones is when there is a lack of communication from the brand or there's something happening post the activation, such as making sure that a prize winner has their giveaway fulfilled. Mm. I think stuff like that is very frustrating because I think when you work with a brand or you work on a partnership, you want from the start to the finish that everyone is happy. Where from, yeah. from the brand to the creator to also that anyone that engages with that piece of content. Because if anyone feels they've got, I think they've got screwed over or they're being misled, I don't think that's good. That's, that's not good for anyone. It's not good for the creator. It's not good for the person. It's not good for the brand. Um, I've only ever had that happen once. Um, and I think that's just been, that, that has been sorted. But um, that's, that's it. I've been very fortunate because I've worked, over the years, I've worked with quite big brands from... Um, EA to Activision to NVIDIA to Xbox um, and I think they've got incredible teams and people working with them and incredible agencies that kind of help make sure that everything runs smoothly so I've been very fortunate in that sense. On, um, on the, last, the last podcast we did with Parky we spoke about um, kind of like the, the new age of influencer revenue streams which mm-hmm. is um, them start their own companies, them start their own brands, their own products, them taking equity in products and offering marketing support for the base of it. Um, from from your side, um, and like what you've seen over the last kind of year or so, I think like, there's a lot of examples, right? Like David Dobrik and his puzzle, um, obviously Mr. Beast Burger, um, more relevant, like things like this that I think are of, of the top end, but there's also kind of smaller creators doing very similar things. And like kind of where where you see like the next step, right? Is it is it just more influencers starting businesses and their own products? Or like what, what, what do influencers do or what do content creators do? What do you do to make sure that you stay relevant? Um, you know, you, you maintain those revenue streams to mean that you can do it as your full-time job over the next couple of years. Yeah. God forbid if a platform were to die. 
Yeah, no, it's it. To be honest, it's it's exciting because there is so much, we're we're in a day and age where there is so much opportunity and there are so many platforms coming up that are kind of coming out of nowhere. Like TikTok, realistically, a couple of years ago, no one had a clue. But we've also seen this happen before with Vine, which has come, been, and gone. And um, I think you're always looking at how you can diversify how you do things. Like for me. I, I know I love hosting and presenting and creating content so that I make sure that I am doing stuff like that with, with Xbox on. So I'm hosting and presenting and they, we've got a fantastic team on Xbox on who are all working, kind of creating live stream content, VOD content, events. Like we did XO19 um, uh, towards the end of 2019 before the pandemic, which was incredible. And just seeing how that scales up, like... That for me is an important part. So I always make sure that I'm doing my presenting and hosting, which is kind of like a side, a side avenue to creating YouTube content as well. And that also then fulfills and you get extra content for Twitter, Instagram, and, and all that from doing that. Um, but it's, it's exciting because you're commanding attention, right? So you can then diversify that into whatever you want to do. If you want to go make a clothing brand, if you've got a million people that will follow you. You can be like, I'm doing this. It's not necessarily my gaming brand but it's a clothing brand that is endorsed by me this is i work on this i think calyx is a great example with no two ways like he sold all his shoes out in no time at all that's from a social influencer capacity he's managed to great generate so much attention and just sell sell out his shoes in no time at all and i think you're going to start seeing more of that you'll see content creators diversify into different mediums that isn't just necessarily gaming so they might start, I don't know, a property business, right? which I know a lot, of, a lot of creators do. They invest in property and they become landlords or they take a take, a, a stake in a percentage of a company. So if they're, if they're content creators, they might work for a production agency, but like make and promote it and build, like, like um, optimize their, the content they create for YouTube and social platforms. So I think there's value for everyone. Yeah, uh, I got a notification saying we got five minutes, so oh. that's our uh, that's um, our deadline. Drew. What's okay? Is 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 we got two more, um, and it's relevant to what we just spoke about, which is what's like. Let's assume TikTok is has already banged because it has. What's yeah. the next platform to kind of blow up? Uh, whether it be something that's really small at the moment, or just something that's kind of taking itself to the next level. I, I think you know YouTube streaming a year ago would have been a, would have been a great answer to this question. I think now it's it's kind of on its way. Potentially that still is relevant mm -hmm. now. But what's like what's the next platform that everyone needs to be aware of and everyone needs to be on if possible? Benny, if this makes you feel better, this is going to go out in about four weeks. If that changes <laughs> your answer, that's true. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've got one, which is currently, it's more of a niche one at the moment. <laughs> okay. Right. It, it's called Clubhouse. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I okay. you say that. Uh, no, I, think, no I, I feel like Clubhouse is already on its way to be found. It's a good show. Yeah. I've had four I, people message me in two days yeah. at Clubhouse. So like, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. get on this. Yeah. yeah. So, because like Clubhouse is a clever thing because it's got people that are already established within their sectors. So, it's going to create huge collaboration opportunities, right? So people yep. are going to meet each other and be able to collaborate, which is then going to be able to maximize their audience and content that they create on other platforms. Mm -hmm. So I think it's almost going to be something that it's like a, um, it's going to be a, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a fact, it's going to be a factor within that content chain of someone exploding. Someone meets someone on Clubhouse yeah. or they listen to a talk on Clubhouse, which they then act work on uh, and then it creates a great piece of content. Um, but yeah, I think Clubhouse could be could be up there. 
Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's a networking app, right? And that yeah. means that if we can speed that networking process up from a content creation perspective, whether it be small with big or big guys with big guys, like it's gonna, it's gonna make it so that that process is sped up and therefore it's gonna kind of explode, right? Or it should explode. I think the only thing standing its way from a, from, a, from a gaming or influencer industry perspective is probably Discord, right? Not that it serves the same purpose, but there is a lot of crossover with what it is, the audio aspect, right? The, the, the kind of jump in, jump out aspect of servers. That does feel like quite close to home. But I think the reality is that Discord is also quite private in the sense of bigger creators, right? Whereas Clubhouse is kind of like universally open yeah. and public. And that could mean that there is some people that just stumbled upon that kind of get get blessed, right? Yeah, it's, it's like anything though. There's always one or two people that get the full, like it's when Facebook gaming started, right? Look at darkness and yep. Stone Mountain, and how yep. much they gain traction from, from that platform. There's always Mountain's one or two. It, man. Stone Mountain's okay. still getting like yeah. 30, 40 million views a month on Facebook, which even from that revenue alone, he's doing pretty good. Yeah. So. But also how he's diversified like into mm. his business opportunities. Been, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 He, 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 I was going to tweet about Pipeline again the other, yeah. the other day. Pipeline's doing well, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's um, very, very good at his job. Next platform to die. Oh, I've got one. So I'll let you can go first. Hold on. I'm thinking next platform to die. Oh, I'd like, see, I pers- I would, I would lean into TikTok. Really? Like, uh, really? No, like, but then that's, that's. <laughs> I'll record weird, now. I, no, no, no. Cause I, I see it as, I see it as sort of a vine, right? But then. Uh, but they're, I feel they're, like they've set, got, they've such, set themselves yeah, they've up. They've got such, yeah. like, they've sort of so much backing and yeah, I so, know, much, backing. so much money. <laughs> Yes, no, <laughs> but that that's why the but it'll monetize later on, right? It's like it's monetizing, monetizing now. Yeah, but it's like yeah. at one one cent. Is no, it one that's cent the, per no, thousand that's, the, that's for creators, not yeah. not for like, not the way that, like they're actually monetizing yeah, the platform not, for not that brand and Yeah, for hashtag challenges and stuff like the creator fund is obviously quite minimal. It'd be interesting to see yeah. how that develops. I'm I'm, I'm wrong about TikTok. I'll say that right now. I'm just I was just trying to think. <laughs> I was linking, so, I was someone's going to send it in a year, yeah. like, what the fuck you say that for? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was linking it to Vine, and I was just like, it's... I like, actually don't know what the next one will be to die, like, if I'm Vine being completely were, honest. Vine weren't making any money, were they? There were no advertisements, no, no sponsors. Like, on TikTok, I see... Every four... Every four, isn't it? Every four scrolls, there's, like, another ad I'm getting popped with. Um, or, or, like, see the big, the big brands are spending hundreds of thousands on the official challenges. Who do you, I'm who going, do you think? I'm going Triller. Which is sure. yeah, maybe a bit of a cop out, but yeah, I don't, I don't even know who Triller are. I mean, they're big. They're about to IPO as well, and like for a very big valuation. Um, they're not small. No, they're not small. Yeah, but they're, they're in the same kind of game as TikTok, basically. Uh, okay. Yeah, but they're, they're trying to take market. So they they paid a lot of um, TikTok creators, and they've got a like Triller house over over in the states. Well, they're big TikTok boys to get on. So I just. Like if you're so going trying up, to do that Twitch kind of YouTube mixer strategy, yeah, I just think like where if you're going up against TikTok and TikTok have like now a very active like they've got the what they're getting they've got a billion downloads now, haven't they? They've got a billion users. So like if you're trying to compete with that now, they've already kind of cemented who they are. Like it's a bit of a meet. Like even well, they were trying longer form content, weren't they? They're testing TikTok, it out. I think yeah, yeah, they can do like three minute videos now, which I think is a 
personally an incorrect move. Like if I go on TikTok, yeah. it's me at twelve o'clock with my girlfriend, just doing a few scrolling and going, ah, next, ah, next. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. sit there watching a three minute video. If I do that, I'm going on sidemen Sundays or something. So yeah, there's almost no, a moment where like you're wondering, you're worried it's going to be a three minute video. Bro, I skip like, off. If it is, I'm going to skip. No, yeah, exactly. No, as soon as I see that little little bar going up slowly at the bottom, I'm like this. Is <laughs> I, I literally, exactly. I'm not watching it. I'm, sc- I'm scrolling. It's too long. Like, yeah. 10, so. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Um, we're coming to the end. Um, I think it's only it's only right that we ask the question that we ask all of our guests, which is, how much money is in your bank account, Benny? <laughs> You're a dickhead. <laughs> we don't ask that. I, I saw the title, How to Make Money Fast. I knew it. <laughs> I just saw it on a little heart attack deep inside. It's like, oh, do I have to answer this? There is, a question. there is a question we asked though, Benny. What, what is that? Do, 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 do the honours, Mike. Oh, who do you think is going to be the first official billionaire youtuber oh it's gonna be mr beast isn't it ah two for two wrong again two for two <laughs> no wait because uh, i originally originally i would have gone for like um oh the kid who d- opens toys yeah ryan ryan yeah ryan yeah, i would have gone for him but they've they've been demonetized they they they're cpm doesn't matter with their licensing deals in it I, yeah they're, they're, so, they're, I, said, I said to parky last parky last week in 2020, uh, there's an article. They in the, from their licensing and product deals, they did 500 million dollars. Who? Ryan Toys Review. 500 million from licensing products, and no one even knows about it. And never mind the video games. You actually, like, to be fair, that would make sense. You promote your own toy, you create it, and then you sell it. I'm not gonna lie, Mr. Beast is doing bits yeah. right yeah. now. Like yeah. he is. He, oh, sorry, his tweet the other day. He was like, "I'm losing money on my main channel, so I'm just." I need to Doing do the gaming content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just, just I, to be able to afford, like, fund the main channel, basically. So it yeah, might be, like, the, from, a, from a brand value of billion. Mm. I, don't, I think if he keeps spending how much money he is, I don't know how he's going to get but to a billion. In I think one of the big things was, I think, with Mr. Beast is, it goes back to what we talked about earlier as well, is content quality. And yeah, so you good. look at his gaming content, and it is optimized for the platform so well because they analyze and look at the data and go like, all right, where are we getting drop-offs? And like you'll notice they've got green screens or they've got everyone in and it'll be like one right, one left so that every time they flick perspectives, it's not just the person changing the same spot, it's the position change. Mm-hmm. And then they'll zoom, they'll increase the size or shrink or kind of cut real quick. And they have dedicated strategists now as well. Like they're, yeah. they're hiring dedicated strategists to analyze all the content and optimize and like, the end to that point, you know you're taking this shit seriously. Like, but that's you? that's what you've got to get to now. 100%. I think like, it's it's one of those areas that I'm looking at. Is like, what can I do to maximize the content? Because right now, I can get a video a day out. However, I can't get a video a day out and make sure that all the content is optimized. Because I also, yeah. I've been very privileged if, with working with the Xbox On team where we've got a dedicated producer. We've got a dedicated editor. We've got a whole team of people making videos and the, the amount of time that you can put into an individual vi- video, just man hours, is huge. And when you look at that from like a brand value point of view, when you can put that time in, you're going to get end up getting a better result in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think everyone, everyone's mistaken. Mr. Beast, like he talks about how much money he spends on his videos, but I think what people aren't understanding is the actual investment he's had in his videos, which is not what they see or what consumers see. It's, sorry, what content consumers see. It's the behind the scenes, the team, the producers, the, the, the entire production team, the studio, obviously, that he invested in a while ago now, but that, that's still a massive thing that a lot of influencers and talent content creators own. And that's what I think what a lot of people aren't understanding. And I think people see it as like, I'm going to invest in my PC setup to make sure I get 150 frames per second on Warzone mm-hmm. for my stream. 
that's great as a first step that works right but to truly invest and to take your like home to the next level you need to think two three levels above which is personnel which is hardware software of course but like yeah. it's about the bigger picture which at the moment i'd say is a top zero point zero 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 he must be spending so much on all but you yeah get... he's employing a full team and he has a business <laughs> yeah but you've got long term because like look at his level of influence like, he's gonna the, he's gonna do bits like where he, wherever yeah. he's gonna be in three four years it'll be really exciting to see but like he could make and like, i'm not saying tv because obviously it'll move to digital but he could make a, a youtube-esque like platform if he wanted to and start moving like audience over to that as something that he would own he could make he can make so social we app. say that oh, we say that right but we also have you can't forget the amount of power and position that youtube have given mr beast oh, yeah, no, because so I, I, I because you can't you things. go and make your own platform and something like that or kind of diversify great example is ninja right yeah but, like, but, but, but what he could do is like he could make a news website random shit right he can make news websites yeah. he could make he's already done a re 300 restaurants and burgers he could go make full apparel lines obviously he's got his mr beast merch but he could make full like he could do so much in like in the next couple of years. Right now, he's mm -hmm. just obviously grow, grow, grow. He wants to be the biggest YouTuber in the world, and he'll probably get it in the, in reality in the next couple of years. But then his level of influence, he could spin off anything he wants. It's anything. it's it's <laughs> it's, so, it's so exciting to see though. I, I, it's one of the reasons I love being a part of this industry, and I think you always, I, I always want to strive to do, to improve and get better. And is because of stuff like that. Is there is so the, like literally the sky is the limit. Yeah. You can from from like types of brand deals that you can do to the types of content that you can create. I, it's 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 so exciting. Yeah, I have a meeting. You have a recording session. Um, Hundred percent. That brings yeah. us to a nice little summary uh, close. A nice little round round number. Um, Benny, mate, thanks for coming on. Uh, no, as thank, thanks for having me. I, I I always love to talk. Do you want to give you any and... plugs to you know the the plug your socials? We're gonna mm. get loads and loads of viewers on this and listeners. So, like, <laughs> you should definitely plug. Yeah, so uh, at Benny Central. Let's go. Let's go. Right. At Benny Central. At Fear Crowds. Are you ever gonna change your Twitter app? Yeah, I should. I actually have it. Um, no, no word of a lie. I swear. I swear down. I have a whiteboard here, um, which I wrote everything for twenty twenty one. And under personal, it has um, YouTube, TikTok, rebrand Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Why? Why don't you uh, make a return to to Call of Duty, Mike? Because uh, I have zero time in the day and I'm shit. No, it's not. It's, he tried to. He tried to. He tried to do the former. It's definitely the latter. He's an absolute <laughs> hot garbage. I'm, I'm absolutely washed. I, I like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at it and I look at like how you're playing. I'm thinking, I think I could do it if I just grinded. And then I start playing. I'm like, I can't. I, I'm not good enough anymore. And also, it's just not, bro. We jumped on for 30 minutes the other day. We jumped off and started playing GeoGuessr. Like, oh, that's <laughs> uh, quote me now. I want this on the record. GeoGuessr Battle Royale is the next big game. All right, Jeez. I gotta go. I'm getting chased to join All this right. meeting. Yeah, fine. Speak All soon, right. guys. Yeah. Much love. Cheers, guys. Speak soon. All right, bye. Farewell.